This podcast is going to be evolving in format, going to be evolving in context, in structure, in frequency, in so many different things. Yeah. So it's kind of fun and kind of exciting. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. Absolutely. And uh, I'm excited for the future of the podcast. Yeah. If you're good, Absolutely. I'm good, man. I'm good. We can do official said intro. We can go ahead and start said topics and say, welcome. Hello. Welcome on in, everyone. For those who do not know, my name is Guest, also known as It's Guest Gaming, and I'm joined here by a new face. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, who are watching here on YouTube in the video podcast portion. Our new co-host, Default Dan. Default Dan, my friend, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. And what is up to you, man? It's been a... <laughs> heck of a week to say the absolute least i have been completely redoing all of my structures as we're getting ready for a brand new amount of content coming out of my own channel both on twitch and on mm -hmm. youtube and i've been restructuring my agenda and i've got things going on outside of this and it's just yeah my weeks have gotten crazier and crazier and crazier <laughs> and i'm glad i have a consistency anchor with you in this so i'm honored yeah. to have you be a part of this thank you so much for being a part of the snapback podcast now with me i'm looking forward to the future with you with this because we're going to be slowly transitioning this podcast in style also uh mm -hmm. to a little bit more rapid fire a lot more topics yep. a lot more things to talk about and i mean for those who do not know default dan uh we've had a rapport working together now for several years through a variety mm -hmm. of different games and i mean I, this man is my brother and I am excited to have every public opportunity to rip him apart whenever I can. So now we're, we actually have a platform to do that and we're going to have some fun with it along the way. So if you're here watching this on YouTube, you may see this as a live recording because we will be recording these live on Monday nights mm -hmm. on default Dan's Twitch channel. And then later on, the secondary podcast will be exclusive to YouTube and audio only. Mm -hmm. But if you want to catch the live version of the recording, be a part of the banter in the chat, head over to Default Dan's uh, links down in the description. Join us in the Twitch chat. And I mean, there's a lot of different things coming up this month, but there's mm -hmm. also a lot in the very near-ish future as well. We're talking like also into May, May and June. So I kind of want to hit a couple of things on different timelines, if that's all right with you. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I just, I'm, I'm going to leave it at this. I'm going to leave it at this. <laughs> we have a character coming out. And by the time this podcast goes live, this character should probably be live as well. And it's Snowguard. Yep. And Snowguard is a very confusing character to me because I haven't fully decided if I care. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, it's been difficult. It's been difficult with a lot of these cards that have dropped uh, to know because, again, if you're, the average, if you're the average player out there, you maybe get one a month, right? And some, some people out there, if you're truly 100% free to play, you may get one every two or three months, right? So it's hard to determine how good these cards are uh, as they drop. And I think Snowguard has a very interesting mechanic, but it is curious of how well will it be? How good will Snowguard be yeah. uh, when, when she drops in um, based on the mechanic and based on the different characters? So I'm kind of with you, man. When you're looking at the month and the cards that are coming out, is Snowguard going to be worth it? And that's... 
that's a tough one to uh, to decide right off. I, I, for those who cannot see, who are listening on audio, Snow Guard is going to be a one-two when it is in your deck and appears into your hand. And the effect is, while in your hand, this card transforms each turn into either a hawk or a bear. Now, I didn't know this until earlier today for pulling up these images, but Snowguard Hawk and Snowguard Bear are different manas and powers mm -hmm. than even the original Snowguard. So it goes from being a 1-2 to the Hawk being a 3-4 with the on-reveal of ignore all location abilities next turn. And then mm -hmm. when it switches to Bear... It then becomes a 5-3 on reveal of trigger the effect of this location. And, I mean, you got a little bit more insight about the, the hawk, mm -hmm. like order, bear, guard. Like, can you give me a little, like, just for the, everybody else? Because you tried explaining yeah. it to me before stream. And i be completely honest, I'm still lost because it's, it feels like it's a card I need to see. Yeah. Yeah, and and even with the information I know, and again, the the reason why there's some information that we know is I am part of the the creator program, so uh, we get to ask some questions. And again, most of these answers you guys see, whether it's through the the FAQ and things like that. But uh, what was told to us is Snowguard will always change to the Hawk first, and then the Bear, so you don't have to worry about you know Snowguard coming in a hand in the next turn. Snowguard's a five drop Bear; it, it will be the three drop. Uh, hawk but the the curiosity is and and i'm not 100 sure on this which is kind of where i also need to see it in the game when she hits your hand if she instantly changes to the hawk or if you have a one two that does nothing that you could play that turn or if you need to wait till the next turn for to actually turn into the hawk so little confusion on that first turn she's in your hand or if it's the following turn um but yeah it, there there's some locations the hawk's not going to work with the triggering again it's it's going to be you know the following turn um right. you're going to ignore those so you have to set it up in I, I think when we were talking some examples are like um tva potentially may or may not work uh, again just with the way it triggers and works compared to um being able to ignore something so again playing the hawk on um uh, a location that uh triggers like um Mini tries Asgard, lab. right? Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, Asgard. Um, yeah, that's another one. Asgard. Shuri's Lab, right? So the next turn, they can't use Shuri's Lab, so maybe you can catch... I don't know. I, you're not going to catch anybody with it, I guess, is the big thing, and that's the reason why I'm not sold on Snow Guard. They know it's coming because they can see it, too, so... Yeah, it just... I don't know. I feel like if it wasn't the fact that the costs keep changing, I might feel, mm -hmm. I guess, a little differently about it. But the fact that it reads as a one-two, and then yep. the way I get the way I interpret it, and I'm not sure if this is the truth or not, is I read it as it's a one-two while it's in your deck. So, for example, when yep. I forget that land that pulls a one-cost card out of your hand, if that's your old mm -hmm. out of your deck, mm -hmm. help me out in the chat. Um, <laughs> it it'll pull Snow Guard, and then because the effect is while in your hand each turn it'll transform so that way the next turn that starts it'll switch into a hawk and then start the yeah. back and forth process between snow guard hawk and snow guard bear um 
it's like it's a more complicated version of why you would want to take advantage of Jeff the Baby Landshark to ignore the location abilities. And, yep. you know, okay, you're pinned out of this location. Well, I can put this in Plunder Castle now. So, haha. And just like Jeff, mm-hmm. you can play him anywhere, whenever you wish. Jeff has more to him, obviously. He's a little bit more of an exciting card, in my opinion. But yeah. Snowguard, like, you know, with all due respect to my other fellow content creators in this game, <laughs> um, I feel like this is an absolute waste card until we see those that have unlimited resource to gain gold and collector's tokens and just get yeah. this card or just completely randomly lucky happen to pull a snow guard. Like this one makes yeah. me want to wait, especially because it was supposed to, it wasn't supposed to be Jeff first. Originally. It was, it was, it was supposed to be Jeff. And again, these are all data mine stuff, right? So things change, but in the data mine originally yeah. Jeff was coming first and then snow guard, uh, they flip flopped. And even before that, talking about the data mine, when this card was first data mined, all the cards were one twos. Yeah. So like, and again, may, maybe it's just the way it was coded or whatever. It didn't, we didn't see what was on the other cards, but I kind of agree with you on that. Like I would have loved the bear as a one, two, maybe a two, two, I don't know. But like being a five, is there a location I really want to trigger again on five for three power? I, I don't feel like there's a location that like, that would do anything uh that i would care about enough for that low of a card on five right i i the only positive variant i can see from that would be playing down snow guard bear on turn five onto sakar to get someone to chuck out their taskmaster yeah like that i could potentially see but that's just because that deck is so prevalent right now that i don't know if that's the reason i would even for want five, to have it like exactly yeah. at a at five like cost for fi- only three power what well a five three i'm, I'm using leech <laughs> and that's gonna take yeah, care of exactly. their taskmaster yeah. anyway yeah and then here's the other thing take i care of their death <laughs> here's the other thing cards. i want to know on this what the hell happens with mr negative uh I, I assume it does not affect the cards that it changes into. Because at the time in the deck, you are correct. It, it is a 1-2. Mm. I mean, I guess it, te- I guess it could, but I, I feel like it says it changes into those cards. So therefore, if I, if I was going, again, card background, magic background, things like that, right. I would imagine these other cards don't exist when Mr. Negative happens. Mr. Negative sees Snow Guard, flips Snow Guard to a 2-1, but as snow guard changes to these other cards doesn't affect them because right. they're, they don't exist at the time of it, negative. That would be, yeah, I mean, my thought. You're, but, yeah. Cause I, I, that's my thought too. It would be really cool if the bear could be a three, five, but that's my yeah. card, like interpretation of it too, just because of mm-hmm. demon. Yeah. Yeah. The fact I, that so, if you flip it, it's going to be a one zero and then it turns into the spawned item, which is a one six. So I don't know. So here's my other issue. Yeah. Okay. So with the way their energies are, if I have Snow Guard in my opening hand, if Snow okay. Guard does not turn into the Hawk the moment she comes into your hand, then turn two, she turns into the Hawk. You can't play it. Turn three, she turns into the Bear. You can't play it. 
turn four, she turns back into the hawk, and you've got a three power card, three energy card on four, which is off curve. Turn yeah. five, it's back to the bear, which you can play on curve. So I don't, I don't like the way the energies are right now, unless, mm. but even with this, I don't like this either. But if Snow Guard in opening hand changes to hawk, then turn two, she's a bear. Turn three, she's a hawk. You're on curve. Turn four, she's a bear. You're off curve yeah. for the bear. Mm-hmm. Turn six. So like whatever way they've done this, they needed to be in order. Three, four, uh, one, two, two, three. They needed to be in that right. order so that as it starts flipping. And again, that's all based on opening hand, but like, yeah, it's off curve. It, it just feels like there's so curve. much chance, right? There's just yeah. so much chance in getting this card to work the way you want it to. Or maybe like yeah. I don't I don't know is it is it just so, me like I, I just I I, I don't know I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, gonna I'm curious what the this. community thinks too but shoot. I'm also gonna say this is just like one of the other cards where uh, it's gonna be a wasted variant because the variant is not gonna count for the bear or the hawk and if Snowguard is literally yeah. her variant only on turn one um, it's gonna be a waste of a waste of it so I also. That's another thing I, I'm, again, I'm not huge into variants, but I love the variants in the game. And when, like, uh, Mysterio was broken for so long to where it didn't matter if he had a variant or not, it just always was the same card. Like, there, there's a lot of those little nuances, and this will be another one of those. So, I, I'd say pass. If, I, if I'm rating on this one, Snow Guard's a pass for me when it comes to this, uh, this season, this month. I, I think you're better off with um, Jeff and, you know, even... Even the other one is better than this one, but yeah, I don't know. Somebody's got to find a find a home for it. I just don't see it. And very, I am very I am just as excited as you to watch somebody else <laughs> spend their time and effort on this card because yeah. to me it's just not the case. It just doesn't seem like the exciting card that's mm-hmm. gonna break the game. It's not a shuri. That's not going yeah. to be like holy crap. This is a like game breaking card it's one thing if it's cute like jeff but it's not like it's a shuri who is her own yeah, yeah. issue yeah, because yeah. absolutely you know without trying to beat a dead horse because we all know it we're all tired of shuri <laughs> we're all tired of shuri yeah we know that she is going to be nerfed but for those who didn't read between the lines the devs kind of already hinted to what the nerf is with her and that it's not like I've been preaching it for weeks and Glenn has all Glenn Jones has also put it out there in the uh, FAQs that he acknowledges the, uh, the five cost version of Shuri that has been talked about in the community. And he straight up says he thinks that that's not going to, be an effective way to go and i'm a little sad to hear that um yeah. were you on the five cost train at all before we talk in detail about it there's uh, there, there's definitely two ways um and i won't go into the other one yet but like there's definitely two ways to kind of attack shuri um and I, the five cost i i think the five cost is it works but i, I think it's a bad it's a bad way too and we'll, we'll discuss that um in just a second but um, I will say that I am I am glad that they're realizing it's Shuri. After two or three different nerfs of cards around Shuri mm-hmm. and them realizing like because the thing is like all of the nerfs that we got to Red Skull, 
now makes Red Skull very hard to play outside of Shirk. Like, if you're playing him, like, he's still powerful as a five. He can still hold his own. But there's other, there's a few other yeah. five drops that are better than him at this point. I mean, even, like, a Captain Marvel or something like that will give you more yeah. out of it because she can move around and things. So I, I think it's one of those things where he still has the slight deck, but because he's gone from being, you know, a 15 to a 13 to... 12 or 11 or whatever he's at now. Um, he, he's definitely started to hurt himself. Um, just, again, paying for the sins of Shuri and yeah. then not being able to, to double there. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think that the, the five drop, if we're speaking specifically to that one, I don't like the five drop because um, it really, it, it's a bad, just like we talked about with the snow bear, it's a bad cost of five, two. And even if you make Shuri like a four or five power, like, it just doesn't feel powerful enough on turn five to then double up something on turn six. Um, but I get where people are going at. They're, they're getting the fact that they, they wanted to get rid of the, you know, Shuri into Taskmaster or Shuri into Red Skull into Taskmaster or Shuri into Skip, She-Hulk, Taskmaster, right? So like yeah. they, they want to get rid of those two big plays. Um, so I 100% I get that. But I, I definitely think that... Um, you know, she has to be dealt with and, and I'll kind of put it back over to you. Like, what do you think they should do about Shuri if they're not just going to bump her up to a five? I mean, they, they hinted at it um, when they put out the patch notes talking about specifically with her, they said, and I quote, we recognize Shuri is clearly the true offender here and we have mm. a balance change for Shuri ready. However, that change to Shuri needs a patch to be implemented. We can't make it via OTA. And for those who don't know what that means, that basically means that it's not going to be just a power up, power down, cost up, cost mm -hmm. down. This is a core mechanic synergy piece that they need to integrate into all aspects of the game that will be heavily affected. So. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple of ways that I could see them taking advantage of this. Um, I think one of the on-brand ones, if you look at the theming of the Black Panther group, you have the doubling up, obviously, of Black Panther. You have Nakia, who's giving the plus two. Okoye, who's giving the plus one. I think maybe Shuri kind of breeds into that piece a little bit. And mm -hmm. it could go the Nakia route or it could go the Black Panther route where it says the next card you draw gets double okay. power. Okay. And I could see that being a lower cost version of Shuri also putting her at a three two even. So it's just okay. a matter of chance of whatever gets drawn at that turn. But is it? But is it a chance if you have Howard the Duck in your deck? I guess this is true too. Uh, this is true too, you know, or, you know, looking, have a little fun with forward. it. Yeah, exactly. Have a little fun with it with iron lad too. Um, but, mm -hmm. but you know, it, that could be one version of it. Another version mm -hmm. of it could be allow her to only double the cost. Uh, sorry, double the power of the next card you play. If it's one of the two most left cards in your hand, you know, kind of like what Nakia does, but you can only mm -hmm. target those cards to be doubled or left or right or whatever it is. Um, that's another yeah. variation. I feel like that one's a little bit 
more niche because then what ends up happening is if you don't have your big card on opening draw, you could just, and that's your, you know, you're yeah. going to play the deck. You're just going to forfeit right on turn one. Well, I didn't get uh, the double up card. We're going to call it a day forfeit yeah. moving on. Um, the last version of it is if we take Shuri's mechanic of doubling it on, you know, at a four cost and leave it as is. And this is the one I've heard probably the most in the community, but I'm least behind is yep. double the power of the next card you play at this location. Okay. So yeah, I mean, go for it with those in mind. So I've got, you... I've got one more, one more option, but I want to talk about that one specifically. I, I think that the last one there does not solve the issue because right. you, you just play armor in that location, Shuri, and then Red Skull. You have the same play pattern, which is exactly what they do today anyway with Taskmaster turn six at a different location. So yeah, not, a, not a fan of that one. Um, it stops the Cosmo Shuri Red Skull, yeah. but it doesn't stop the armor res Shuri Red Skull. <laughs> so I don't think that's a real fix, but I'll give you one more option. Take her down okay. to a three. So okay. take her down to a three because I want to be able to use her later. And double the card you played last so instead Ooh. it it modifies what she does but turn five red skull turn six shuri doubles my red skull prevents taskmaster because now taskmaster would see shuri and maybe it throws off your four five six because now you're putting her on six with the ability to play another three right like a a big card like maximus or polaris or something right but mm -hmm. could could you could do that to where you could have a big four drop play her on five or a big five drop player on six or something like that targeting the last one it allows them to also interact with like a shang chi if your card was a red skull right they have time to shang chi the red skull before your shuri flips and doubles them or something like that mm -hmm. it also helps to protect a few cards because now you can use a captain marvel who stays under the radar and then she flips to double your Captain Marvel, depending on priority and stuff. But yeah, I'm I'm thinking that that could be some some fun potential. So, but it's a pretty big rework. But I I guess the other aspect into all of this then is to figure out how hard do we want to hurt Taskmaster in this process? Because yeah, as much as Shuri is one of the biggest defenders. Her partner in crime is the fact mm. that Taskmaster can double whatever that card is. So does it like I like your version where it can yeah. make one card in, card in particular, like double up in power um, and yep. it does block that combination. But I then revisit the same idea, which is kind of why I think they are still going to tinker with Shuri being a lower cost something. Mm -hmm. Um, because they don't want to completely kill Taskmaster entirely, but they need to have Taskmaster still have some kind of way to work. Um, yeah. because they did this with Red Skull, right? They changed Red Skull to that 513 with the negative one because they wanted him to have more playability by himself yeah. without Shuri. Um, while Shuri Taskmaster exists, that's irrelevant. And Taskmaster right. just can still copy up that, like you said, that doubled up She-Hulk on turn six if you skip turn five. Right. And that's still too much power on 
two cards in the final turn of the game. It's one thing if you're spreading mm-hmm. it out over five, six cards and you've got a like a hit monkey double up variant on Wong and like all those stars align. Sure. Right. That's great. And don't even get me started about Yellow Jacket. But if you uh yeah, yeah. if you if you play into the idea of making her be a little bit keyword, a little bit weaker in her in her uh power and cost. Mm-hmm. I I like that it gives her more variability. Um, and somebody here in the live chat also said, yep. just give the next card you play plus five power. Um, yep. giving the specific next card you play X power routine. I don't just think that forge. speaks. Yeah, <laughs> it, it doesn't speak to the synergy of the Black Panther crew as much. And it, yep. it's the first thing that came to my mind, too, was just like forge plus. Um, but I, I like the idea of the retroactive piece because it's only one card in particular. And it mm-hmm, gives, mm-hmm. like, at a three cost, for example, it still yeah. makes turn six playable. Yeah. It's really, really playable. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a hard one. I mean, like, uh, so uh, Super Tech got out there mentioning the fact that we we still haven't talked about this too much but like infinite right so there is that whole line of like shuri on four skip five infinite on six for just a giant infinite uh i think that's a fair play i mean it's not probably yeah. not going to win you many games because her power is not very big but, but it's but a fair play it's one it's a lane. fair play it's one lane. Yeah. i i definitely think uh the difficulty they had with this season right and they're they're having to figure out this season because there was so many games when all of this first came out, where you could literally win the game with three cards. Shuri, Black Panther, Zola beat you the game. Shuri, uh, Shuri Red Skull, Taskmaster won you the game. Shuri, yep. She-Hulk, uh, Taskmaster wins you. The- There's so many three-card combos, essentially, if they don't have Shang-Chi, or, I mean, they, they lose. Like, and at yeah. one point, it was if they didn't, if they didn't have Arrow, right? Because like, Arrow could save you a little bit on the last turn, but now that Taskmaster's a five, and you can play a one drop with Taskmaster, and, and Arrow just grabs the last card, which is the one drop. Mm-hmm. It's it's difficult because of that, and I think that that's what they're having to fight against so much. Is it's such a easy combo to pull off because it's three cards. You have a very high likelihood to have those three cards in a game, um, and if you don't, there's some fallbacks within those decks. So, yeah, I so- don't know. I You've got me thinking on another aspect, just out of curiosity. I don't know if it works thematically mm-hmm. with him, but I could see. I, 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 it's very clear they're not going to do this, but I'm going to throw this at you for for giggles. What if they changed it to not touching Shuri, retouch Red Skull again? He's a five twelve. Sorry, uh, my my mistake. He's a five eight. <laughs> plus Mm -hmm. one power on reveal for every card at this look, every card on your opponent's side at this location. So he works the other way around. And, but, and so you're taking away the, and I'm going to have a counterpoint to it, to my own point as well in a moment, but I want to see what you think about that. So now you're looking at a 16, a 20 at most. Still a, uh, still a most of you know, the 524. If it's a full location by turn four by your own doing, you've buried yourself. 
Yeah. And it's a non-reveal, so you might be able to keep it nuked with a Cosmo. Yeah, but I mean, if you haven't touched Shuri, he's still going to be a 16 through a Cosmo. Right. Yeah. So I think it's I I think it's I bring that up because I did a test. I have been doing a test with what I call the anti Red Skull deck. And Mm -hmm. it's building the Red Skull deck, taking out Red Skull and putting in Abomination. Yeah. As a five nine core as is. Because in my head, I'm like, okay, it's a 5-9. I can double that, and it's the same power as Shuri. It's just the same numbers, just different order of operations. It's no longer the potential for more with Red Skull. Is it enough on turn 5 to protect? And I bring this up because I'll tell you confidently from testing it, it's completely irrelevant. It just dies. Mm -hmm. It just absolutely, like, it. Abomination is already going to be getting a hell of a buff (laughs) very soon. And the combination of Shuri into large thing into maybe something else that duplicates it is the issue. So if you nerf Shuri, I'm on the advocate side of also nerfing Taskmaster. And having Taskmaster, wait, having Taskmaster be a six cost. So, all right. So, I let's take your your two your two sides of this, right? Your first one is um, using something like Abomination, whatever. I, I think with that, I agree with you. If you, if you're playing the deck the way you play it, it's hiding behind an armor, it's hiding behind a Cosmo, whatever. It's not. It's going to win you a lane uh, for the most part. Most games, it's going to win you a lane. Um. Taskmaster going up to six. That's an interesting call because usually you always play them on six. Mm-hmm. My only my only worry is like and it's in the chat too, but like I do worry that it would hurt him a lot because you do have this, even without Shuri, you do have this skip five She-Hulk plus Taskmaster. You mm-hmm. do have uh some interactions with like um Typhoid Mary on four, Taskmaster on five, and then you like Zola. You know, I mean, there's there's some there's some ways that you can kind of mess with it. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I I guess where I'm at, and this is what happened with Magic a lot, is they don't like a card, and they start messing with every card around it to try to make that card worse, and they end up like really hurting everything else, and they end up killing other cards. And so I'm I'm worried that they've they've tried that a few times now with Taskmaster. And and, and they did kind of technically nerf Taskmaster. If the now if the card dies before he copies him, yeah. he's a zero. Mm-hmm. So they, they already touched him a little bit. Um I don't know. I mean I would hate to test touch Taskmaster before they try to do something to Shuri, but I am worried that whatever they're doing to Shuri. Because going back to your point, it is a patch and not just a, a small rollout. Yeah. It's it's a change to her mechanic. And so yeah, it, it's it's a big I change. I am interested to see what they're gonna do. So I don't know. It's gonna I don't it's know if be I something would touch that shakes Taskmaster it up just yet. But they but yeah. they have to. They have to shake it up. Because yeah. unfortunately, the community is absolutely detrimentally tired of dealing with 
probably the same three to four decks at this point on their climb yeah. to infinite, and that's it. And I feel like it's an issue that's hitting more of us mm -hmm. in different ways, whether you're somebody who's climbing or you're somebody who's trying to figure out, like, maybe you want to create content. You know, you're yeah. someone who's, you know, you, maybe you want to make your own podcast just to talk about the game and <laughs> or you've just started the game and you're yeah. now in this position where, hey, I love this game. I want to spend a lot more time in it, whether it's for, you know, my own leisure, whether it's for, you know, I want to make a YouTube video on a very cool mechanic I found and it's fun. Mm. And, but we have some other core issues at the base of it. And yeah. I, I want to touch on it from, from that aspect. I want to talk about, you know, again, just like without the Shuri thing, I don't want to beat a dead horse of saying that the MMR, you know, the matchmaking rating system is broken. You know, yeah, I yeah. don't necessarily want that to be happening. Yeah, yeah. What I agree. I, what I want to talk about, because we all, we've heard that discussion nine times through Sunday. I want to talk about MMR in a different way. I want to talk about mm -hmm. the fact that you and I, specifically, Mr. Default Dan, and myself, Mr. It's Guest Gaming, and the content creators that are of current existence and are of mm -hmm. future existence of this game have a major issue when it comes to MMR. And yep. it roots back to beta. It roots mm -hmm. back so far that if you're a content creator or you're wanting to become a content creator for this game, your MMR is all different kinds of fucked up busted based on whatever you've done the last six months. Yeah. It's such an issue that we have false content going out from major content creators that say, oh, this deck works even though 80% of their matches are bots because their MMR, their matchmaking rating is so through the roof that they don't even have an opportunity to regularly go up against mm -hmm. actual active members of the community who are grinding for hours a day and maybe hit infinite in the last week of the month. Yeah. They don't get to play those people. They get to play Jeffrey. <laughs> With the Misty Knight icon. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that's the, who they get. And the kin, but the bot, yeah, not, not the other kin. Yes. <laughs> like, they go up against these matches and it creates false content. And it's not me saying, and I don't want this to come across as me ranting the fact that the big names are lying because that's not my issue here. Yeah. Because they're not lying. Their decks work. Their opponents are lying because their opponents aren't real. Their opponents, more often than not, are mm -hmm. not real people. And those game mechanics, those strategies, those human error factors don't come into fact. And yeah. we are now in a position where I think Marvel Snap needs to pull the plug on MMR and say, okay, when May comes, yeah. Full reset. Now, 
Now they did they did do um in one of the la- latest updates they did mention that they are looking at redoing a lot of this they're they're looking at cuz there's another side of this right so th- there's a lot of aspects to climbing the ladder and I will go ahead and kind of state for everybody listening and uh out there in chat and stuff there are two ways to play snap right now there's battle mode which is direct one-on-one competition things like that which is great but when you're in the world of streaming, it doesn't always work. When you're asking chat, hey, anybody want to battle me? Whatever. Sometimes it works. You know who you're going against. Their Series 3 Plus, whatever it may be. Yeah. But I've had many streams. I'm like, all right, chat, let me know who wants to battle. And then there's a few people out there, and they're like Series 1 or 2. So now I'm having to go grab a different deck because I don't want to beat them down with Galactus <laughs> when, when they're Series 2. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, so there's that mode and then there's ladder and ladder is the one that we focus on so much because it's the easiest one for streamers to stream for two hours long, right? Because you get random stuff happening. You're only doing two hour streams. Jesus. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, two to two to four (laughs) to six. Some nights it's 2 a.m. Because I just got to get one more win, you know, four more cubes. But so close. um, (laughs) But but I would agree with you in the fact that like what we're seeing is two aspects. One is. When the people hit infinite, which hopefully will be solved pretty soon, they're still facing the people that are non-infinite, and they're still using the quote-unquote tier one decks. So when prior to the Thanos nerf, people were still using Thanos nonstop when they were infinite. You have the Mm. bots, so you have the people with super high MMRs that hit infinite in three or four days because literally 80% of their matches are bots because nobody has a close MMR. Um, mm-hmm. and so it, it doesn't make for great content. One, if you're streaming, people get burnout from streaming. Cause they're like, this isn't fun because when I stream for my people, like all they're seeing is me playing bots, which are not the best decision makers. Yep. Uh, if you, if you snap before turn three, they don't leave. Right. So like th- there's all yeah. these different factors within bots, uh, and facing that as well as to your point, when somebody comes out and says, I've got a deck that has a. 80% win rate because they played 25 games against, you know, 20 bots. Um, and not to say the deck's bad because it is winning, but it's different from, okay, I just played 25 people who could read what I was doing and guess where I was going to play. Whereas the occasional bot will have a tech card. Nobody ever plays uh, to mess with yeah. you, but it doesn't happen often. So. Yeah. It's like using, you know, to throw into the baseball references, you know, it's like having a real pitcher versus a pitching machine. The pitching machine has way less variance and it's going to, you tell Mm -hmm. it to go do this and it'll do that. And the bots are very similarly, you know, there are bots that are meant to make you lose. There are bots that are meant to make you win. And there are bots that are just Mm -hmm. trying to play out combinations and percentages and chances to win. And we know that for a fact in this game. And that's the case. But when you're playing up against a human, just like you're going up against a live pitcher, you know, maybe they make a wrong move. Maybe they, you know, they position their finger for a curveball and actually end up with a splitter because they didn't move mm-hmm. it over enough. Like they, there's the human error aspect to it. And that I is like a GCs. huge part of this game. Yeah. Maybe they emote spam you <laughs> and just completely throw you off endlessly. You know, some people get thrown off by that. Absolutely. And I, I just feel that we as a streamer community have a completely different understanding and respect and disrespect 
for MMR mm -hmm. than everybody else. And the problem with that is the fact that we have more voice than the game developers do. And that's not an ego mm -hmm. stroke. The views on YouTube, YouTube shorts, TikToks, all this free advertising that goes out for Marvel Snap, if the majority of it is us saying, hey, this deck works, and then you go ahead and try said deck, and then deck is piece of shit because that player went up against, you know, 50 bots in 60 matches, yeah. that's a problem. And I think that every, I, I, I mean, cue me in if I'm wrong, but I think that every single month, your MMR should reset. Yeah. Plain and simple. I, like, I, I, I would agree. I, I, I know mean, what they did, though, with the limiter, but it, I'm sorry, the limiter didn't fucking work. It just, it didn't. It didn't work. They said, here, we're going to make so, it a little bit closer like this, you know, so they bring the bottom <laughs> up, bring the top down. Do you realize how big yeah. a gap it is from here to here still? Like, it's, it, it's yeah, just. It's, it's tough, though. It, I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you on certain levels, right? And again, I'm getting we, heated. <laughs> we always, we always have. Similar opinions, but slightly different opinions. And I will say that in this particular instance, I, my opinion would be slightly different. And the reason being, if it reset every every year, or every, not every year, every season, um, you're going to run into an issue where the really good people are now facing the really bad people right at the start. And so now if you think of the people that just barely made infinite, right? To your point, they grinded the entire season, they made it on the last day, and now when they start, their first five days is hitting all of those people that are amazingly good. And so they're hitting the, the top place finishers and all these tournaments and things like that. And now they're, they're, they've been crushed. Now they've gone from, you know, starting at 70 and now they're down to 50 in the first week or two. Um, and, and so I do worry about that. And that's the reason why they keep MMR to try to make sure that doesn't happen. But I, I, 100% agree with you. They have to rework that in some way because right this second on start, especially this season, we saw a ton of people hit infinite in the first day or two. And it's because their MMR was high. They only hit three bots. hours. They were hitting yeah. it in three <laughs> hours. Did you see Dara's stream? Yeah. So no, no, no forfeits. Turn one snap. Every single time, it was a little over three hours. He went from 70 to infinite. Yeah, but I think he did that on his, not his main account. He did that on um, his uh, secondary, which is just Please barely make my point. series Please three. Please make my point even but more I, for me. Thank you. <laughs> but, I, but I agree. Like, I think his main account, he wouldn't have hit as many bots and stuff as he did. But I, I agree with you. I think that that is one of the issues that they run into. And I think that's because his, that account he was using was also the account he speed ran to infinite the season before mm -hmm. so in 10 hours started an account, zero to yeah. so so it's definitely one of those that once you get your mmr so high which is what we've seen with Codeco getting a thousand rank a thousand we saw another yeah. player hit rank a thousand this past season um yeah. and it's it's once you get so high you don't see you you see like three people i think i saw somebody post they said i hit infinite in a day and i i had five battles that were not bots and of those five battles three of them were the same person so it's it's definitely hard so, and, and again i'm not i'm i don't look at the cards because there's a lot of people that'll be like i click this card 
it's a base card with crackle and it's an impossible card to get so it means it's a bot but i'm i'm too lazy to do that yeah i'm, no, sure no, I I'm not doing all the time. i'm not doing that but like i feel like the bot situation on when you need to get a bot you know was create obviously yeah. was created out of a need to not have to wait to play the game the whole point mm -hmm. of bots you know is so that way you get matched up within x amount of seconds with a battle so you can just binge it over and yeah. over and over and in many ways you know from a social media and from a internet and a just all of this like technological standpoint screen time yeah. and attention is king and keeping the person going and going and going and going is the whole point so that way you don't feel like there's enough of a lull where maybe you change yeah. your mind and then you switch apps that's what they're trying to avoid from happening which is one of the purposes yeah. of the bot and I it's think also, it, it's, it's I think also it's 15 seconds. Yeah. 15. Well, it's something like that, but it's also the, uh, the feel bad. So if you lose five or six games, they give you a bot. Well, I'm not I talking, I don't bots. know the number. I'm not talking right, the right. bots, but I'm, I'm talking like the, there's matchup purpose. There's, yeah. There, there's two reasons why they built them. But to your point, that is a big one to make sure that you don't hit to where it's like, here's three minutes of waiting because I know again, coming from magic, magic arena, magic online, there's a lot of times when you queue up and you're waiting for a while to match up and you're just like, all right, well, I guess, I guess I'll come back later. <laughs> so yeah, you, you can't have that yeah. in, a, in a mobile game. Right. So. But is, I, 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 I know we'll never get this information. I'd love to know what the data is of the average wait time of yeah. a game and what it is currently and how far of it is an outlier that it gets to a mm -hmm. certain point of, okay, now we got to throw in the bot cause it's been X amount of seconds. Yeah. And I'm really curious about what that metric looks like because I feel like the need to be paired up piece mm -hmm. is what led to thousand, you know, a thousand uh, rank because they're just mm -hmm. like, okay, well, we're not going to find a real person. So, uh, yeah, here's a bot. It's been five seconds. Congratulations. Here's a bot. Have fun. Yeah. Kick its ass. Like, <laughs> that's not yeah, fun yeah. though like every to ha have the bots occasionally is one thing yeah. for some players as a content creator it's really annoying because i can't go up against real people unless if yeah. i as you said intentionally go up against someone with the exact mindset of we're going to do battle mode which is its own strategy piece yeah because the way i build this, a battle mode deck is completely different completely yep. different than how I'm going to build a deck for ladder. I'm mm -hmm. thinking of so many other cards I wouldn't ever consider on ladder and vice versa. But in yeah. ladder, this need to keep the match going. I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like without this international matchmaking, we're not going to ever get that fixed. Yeah, Because we're I not getting the big enough pool of people to pull from fast enough. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I, I think it's, it's a difficult thing for them to have to figure out, right? Because it's there. There's a lot of aspects to it. To your point, speed and time getting there, getting somebody that's yeah. close to your skill level, uh, and and again, they also have to do it in rank like brackets. So the the other thing I would love to know in the in the numbers, which we'll never know either. But what is the true number of people who hit infinite? 
if it truly is 1%, we also have to remember if it truly is 1%, the first week or two, that means only 1% of the, um, uh, the population is at rank 70. And so if you're only seeing 1% of the rank or 1% of, you know, Marvel Snap in general during that time frame, then when you go up there, I could see you having to get a bot because there's not that many people queuing because it's only 1%. So there, there's factors in there. I'm just really curious to know. I know like, their goal is, it, is know? 5%. I know that. Yeah. I remember that from one of the dev Q&As or the FAQs or... I vividly remember them saying the target is 5%. Um, So whatever that number is or it isn't, I don't know. But to that point, though, the fact that the content creator community is constantly under a pressure to need to establish themselves and need to be infinite. And if you were a beta content creator, your path is consistently easy. And if you're not a beta content creator, your path is consistently hard because there's not enough of a limiter on the top to push people down. Now, to the comment that was made both by you and in the chat here in your in your Twitch chat as we're recording this Mm -hmm. live, um, you're worried about those at the bottom being matched up with those that were crazy high infinite. I think the lose the loss rate on that and the amount of battles that you know those top performers if you will will go up against. Yeah. First off, those top performers are not going to be over the infinite rank in a day. Maybe it'll be 3 days. And mm. I don't think that that drops down that bottom so much so that they have now an even worse scenario. And even if it did to that point, the bot system would feed them more bots on the bottom to help them build themselves back up. So they'd be receiving more bots because if they played more good players, they're going to receive more pity bots as a, as a factor of that. So gaining eight cubes back because you just had to retreat five times, you know what? Mm -hmm. That's still a net win. Um, In regards to, you know, worried, worrying about, well, is it going to, what is it going to do to overall MMR for the entire community of like, okay, these are the goals. This is, you know, what's when someone's going to get paired up with a bot, it's X amount of time. I, I think that the fact that we have so much voice as a, as a content creator community, and there's so much pressure on us to get to infinite that to be completely fair and honest, the fact that you can't fall below 100. Yeah. Once you hit 100 is also a factor of that. The fact that, yeah, you know, one of our fellow uh, announcers, uh, Matrim, right? Mm-hmm. He grinded and grinded and grinded the tough decks to get to infinite. Yeah. He got there, I want to say yesterday or the day before. And then today on his stream, he decided to play fun decks. He got to have fun. There was no pressure. Yeah. Do you know what that's yeah. like? Like, as, as, like, for myself, I'm a content creator that likes to have fun. I like to make theme decks. I mean, we built a deck in chat the other day called the Beef Shimmy Shuri, features, featuring Hellcow, Quake, and Shuri. And I want to play this deck, and I want to test and tweak this deck because it would be a fun, silly deck. But I can't tank it yeah. until I hit yeah, yeah. Infinite, which means my content is different than everybody else's because I can't test 
the same way because I have different pressures. Yeah, and that's not well, good. That's not helpful. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. As we as we kind of continue down this path, right? So they've also announced we're about to get a whole new game mode or or style. So I'm yep. not talking about not talking about conquest yet. I'm talking about the fact that they've also announced that once you hit infinite, they're going to start doing essentially an infinite leaderboard. So yeah. infinite players will not play below them, but now you're going to have a leaderboard. So a reason to push higher in infinite and not play random crazy decks. Now, again, you can decide that infinite's fine and that's where you're at, but who knows there, there could be, if you get the top 1%, you get 10,000 gold. I, I don't know what yeah. the reward, it, it may be another card back and maybe whatever, but like there could be stuff that goes, okay, now we get a leaderboard. That's one bragging, right? So again, being yeah. a content creator, whoever says they're number one on the leaderboard is going to get more views, more whatever. Right. Anyway. But yeah, I, I think that that's going to add a whole interesting aspect to this game too, because now where we used to get to have fun when you got to infinite, you may not be able to do that as much anymore. Yeah. It's true. We end up with a a, a real issue. Um, mm -hmm. Now, granted, there are these new mechanics coming, and that's its own podcast of, yep. you know, the worry that's going to end up happening between this mm -hmm. new rating system that you can see of how well you're doing and how poor you're doing. And do you do better? Do you do worse? You know, are you the number one in this? Are you the number eight in this? Are you better than like these metrics are going to either be incredibly helpful or yep. be incredibly toxic. And I'm worried that we're going to continue to have, as I said, this false unnecessary pressure get put yep. on us as a community to put out content that's going to push toxicity passively because we end up toxic because of said pressures. And, yep. you know, we're, we're eyes and ears for a lot of people Many content creators have direct connections now to the de developer team. You know, we're seeing content creators put out incredibly negative content, incredibly yeah. negative content. And they're some of the biggest names in the game with like, it's one thing to swear. Like when I say fuck on these podcasts, you know, that's one thing. And I'm being passionate about my point. Mm -hmm. I think it's awful when a content creator outright says, fuck you, noob, and is just a hazardous piece to instilling that type of energy towards the game. I'm not saying make everything rainbows and unicorns, but talk yeah. constructively about the game. And if we don't have the reputation or the, not the reputation, wrong word, the ability to create that because of the structure of the game, the content creators end up being negative, which means the game environment mm -hmm. becomes negative. I'm not saying coddle to us at all. I'm saying the core issue of the game are these pressures that we feel as creators, for example, infinite. And what happened in turn? The pressure to become infinite. What do you actually yeah. get for being infinite? Not a hell of a lot. Free to play or spend a billion dollars. You get a card back. Card back. Come Congratulations, on. it's shiny. <laughs> That's what you get. That's the real truth there. Uh, Does it establish you yeah. as a better player? No, I'm sorry, it doesn't. I think it just means you got I, there. Again, Ooh. yeah. And, and I think that the leaderboard's gonna solve for some of that to add like beyond that, right? To say like, okay, I am the number one, whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I definitely agree that there's, there's aspects to it. 
again, coming from Magic and, and having Arena over there, you do have the Mythic. There are a specific number of Mythic players, and you have a, you're in the top percentage up until a certain number, and then here's your top thousand. But I think a lot of that turns around into like a pro circuit, like being able to really truly say like, I am one of the top X people in Marvel Snap. And it's not just because I, I won some random tournament. It's not because I got invited to some invitational whatever, right? Yeah. I think it's going to come down to as they progress this, you're going to get two worlds, right? And again, yeah. I go back to, I go back to content creators, just like you're mentioning in magic, you have the top pro, whatever people they're on the pro tours, they're on all the stuff all the time. And then you have right. the fund content creators. And I agree with you on the fact that we need, we need that fun mode, that non ladder mode to be yeah. able to go in and play our random deck that we want to, and not worry about losing cubes, not worry about losing rank, not having mm -hmm. to go up in a, in a battle mode that takes, you know, 30 minutes because of all the rounds or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they can, predict what your deck does because you beat them you beat them the first one but then the next six they beat you because they know exactly what you're doing like yeah, yeah. i i think that that's what needs to really come so that you, we can have the fun and creative stuff and I, I know you look at you know creators like binks or you know even even cozy and those guys like they don't show their rank on screen i think a few of them may have fine i know binks just finally hit infinite this past season yeah. but it's mm -hmm. it, it's one of those things where like they just had fun and they never really shut off the rank. They never talked about it. And I think that those are good and we just need a mode yeah. that helps streamers and content creators to be able to do that without all the pressure of everything else. Cause nobody wants to go from yeah. rank 70 to rank 40 cause they're wanting to play something fun. Yeah. That's, that's exactly how it feels. Like I love to play fun, cheeky decks, you know, with cards yeah. that are, you know, kind of crappy. Uh, just to see what happens. And, you mm -hmm. know, I do that at a psychological cost, knowing that I'm going to yeah. have to play blank X decks to compensate for it, you know? Yeah. And it's, it, it sucks. It, it sucks. And I'm excited to see what happens with these resets. But, and I was just as excited to see that Infinite will no longer have bots. So it's yeah. even more reason to want to push towards Infinite. Hence again, mm -hmm. more pressure. And it's like, there's a lot of on, really guess. exciting. You just, you just have to get good guests. Haven't you have seen that everywhere good. on Facebook yeah. and Reddit? Get good. Oh Discord, yeah. Just get good. Exactly. I Believe me. <laughs> hey, I, I hit infinite last season. I was happy with it. And I love to try to have some fun along the way. God for fucking bid. I have fun playing a game. Oh my God. Oh, that's tough. That 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 just that just makes it tough for everybody. It just does. It does. And you know what? I will continue to put that false pressure on myself and continually gladly sacrifice my reputation and ranking and and you know, placement in this community to be able to be known as the guy who plays the fun decks. And then also yeah. if you want to talk like real game mechanics, Let's talk about them. This synergy and looking at the math and the percentages. Like I'll go into full, like full on chalkboard mode, which is fine. No, but I just think that we as a content creator community have mm -hmm. to 
remember that we are all in very different points in the game. If you are someone who has hit infinite, probably we'll say now three times, and it took you less than a week each time to do it, you know the amount of bots you're playing. And I think that needs to be almost caveated in the conversation consistently by those creators. And some do, to their credit, and some don't, to their discredit. Um, But for those of us that are going up against over 90% real people, you know, I think, uh, I think we do pretty, uh, I do pretty well. I do pretty well, you know, have some fun and maybe we find a deck that climbs six, seven, eight ranks all at once. Hey, you know, we have a good time, but I worry that if they don't fix MMR soon, it's only, we're only going to be hazmat as a community. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I do agree. worry. I think it. I know it's on, it's on their, their roadmap. I know it's something they mentioned kind of in that last update about, you know, how they want to address some of that, but I would agree. I, I think that we need to get that fixed because we did see last season with the, uh, the first week or two in the Thanos decks, a lot of people in infinite early and a lot of people stopped playing. A lot of people took a, a week or two off. Yeah. Uh, we've already seen that right now in the community where people are in infinite really quickly. Or some people saying like, Hey, I don't even really have the drive to do it this season Yeah, uh, with, with particular decks running around and, or just bots and, and things like that. So it yeah. is something they need to look at. They they've got to figure out what that answer is. Hopefully the changes they have lined up or they're thinking about or whatever will, will resolve for that. Uh, again, we've got, uh, like I mentioned, the, the infinite leaderboard and, and no bots past infinite to try to help with some of that. And then we have potentially this new mode, which is conquest coming up, uh, which I, I find fun. So I'm going to, I'm going to equate it real quick before uh, you, you dive in there. So over in arena, so again, I, I played Hearthstone many, many years ago. They had similar modes there as well. Uh, but over in Arena, um, essentially, you pay your gold, you get to play, and you try to win eight matches. And if you win, for every match you win, you get X gold back. And eventually, when you break even halfway through your wins, you start to make gold. That's how Arena is set up. Uh, yeah. It seems... I don't know. Not not it seems similar in the fact that you're going to play through a couple rounds and you're going to win tickets based on where you're at, which allows you to go higher. I also kind of equate this to like Diablo 3 back with like G riffs and things like that. But this is going to give us a way to show like how far can you make it? Um yeah. can you beat these and go up? And their battle mode, their battle mode is centric. So we've been talking about a lot about ladder and how you build your decks over there. Battle mode's a different beast. And so I'm I'm curious when it comes to conquest, because I know you like the fun decks and things like that. What are your thoughts on the new mode here? I think that this is a genius way to increase screen time for the players. Because to yep. do well, you have to win three series in a row. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna take you an hour to get three wins in a row. And that's well, if you win all three games. So, so the question though is, and it's not fully stated here, if you must play them all in a row. So in arena, like I, I gave the example, you can play, you can win a couple, you can um, leave. 
and you can come back. I'm pretty sure in the Brody video that it does say at one point in a row. One of them, yeah, one of them is one of the content pieces came out and I'm pretty sure it says sequentially or in a row. Right. So it depends on how they, how they take that wording in a row means. So like in an example, in the arena example, boom, boom, boom. you, you play seven. And if you, which in there you get like two losses, but if you lose two, you're out, meaning you need to win them in a row, but I can play two and I can leave and then come back two hours later and play and, and pair up in another one. So I'm wondering no, if no, that's no, 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 the style no, no. they're going to have. No, no, no. I don't mean it in the sense of like, literally you have to go one into one into one. I'm talking in the sense of you have to win three times in a row, even if you take a day in between each game, uh, sorry, each battle. It's you have to win, win, win. Whether that takes you an hour or three days, you still have three, in three yeah, yeah. sequential attempts equaling three sequential wins. And with each battle mode, if it's going to be in the same style, sorry, each conquest being in the same style as battle mode with needing to win 10-point system, and each yeah, yeah. game's taking a 20-minute piece, you could lose a whole hour and throw your phone at the wall, realizing I got so close and lost on the very last game because a damn District X popped up and I got shit. <laughs> That will yeah, yeah. drive people insane. Absolutely yeah. insane. Because, I mean, granted, I, I'm a very firm believer that certain lands should not be in battle mode at all, <laughs> like District X or uh, Weird World. They should not be in there. That is not the purpose of that mode. What about, what about Ego? I'm cool with Ego. But those, <laughs> those, those cool ones one should not be in there. let me play. But the at, other least it plays my, at least it plays my own cards. <laughs> It plays my own cards. If I built my deck right, it'll figure it out. But <laughs> I don't want to play your cards, and I don't want to get that much insight, and I don't want to, uh, random ass cards that comes on out either. I had that earlier today. I had a jubilee in the yeah. in the deck I was testing, and I had a jubilee in my hand, and then location one pops up, and it was district X. Uh, location two popped yeah. up. It was Luke's bar. You know what my ass did? I threw that in there randomly three times and just had a random game of roulette in Luke's bar. And you know what happened? I lost and that sucked, but it was fun as all hell. That should not you, be what battle mode is. That should not be battle mode. One, a, a funnier one was uh, on Facebook. Somebody posted where um, the, the, their opponent was playing Agatha. Their opponent played wave on three and they had uh, machine world. And it proceeded to play Agatha into Machine World. So their opponent got Agatha. That's fantastic. And, yeah. That's so, fantastic. Um, <laughs> I can imagine that would be but... super salty when Agatha throws the match for you for that. But, oh, yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think there's some locations that, uh, that aren't great in battle mode. Um, and that should be limited. Um, but, uh, yeah, I... When it comes to this kind of stuff, right? I, I think it's going to be a certain player for this mode. I think the player for this mode is prepared, just like the people that are playing battle mode. They're prepared to play a lot of matches. I don't think this is a mode for the average player. I think this is a mode for the um, tournament-centric type style player. Uh, so then you're think fucked. Of like, then you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to interrupt you on it. Then you're absolutely fucked, and this is the wrong way to do it. That's not why no. you build a game mode. You don't build a game mode for the elite. You build the game mode for everybody. And if your mindset already going into it is the fact that this game mode is going to be reserved for the elite player, the competitive player, <laughs> then you're doing it wrong. 
I I think I mean I don't know if it's entirely built for them, but I I guarantee that's who will excel in this game mode. So that's the difficult here because they are just like we've seen in a lot of games. They are having to cater to two sides of snap. The competitive person that's tired of ladder is tired of hitting bots and whatever that wants a battle mode that can't yeah. find good competition in battle mode. Um, so this is where, again, when it comes to these tickets, right? When you're moving up your ranks and your tickets and things like that, this is where eventually you're going to get to a mode where you're only playing like super competitive people. Uh, cause you're going to get yeah. that high up in the, in the ranks. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, again, when you mention time, I think of, uh, as an example, the, the snap, snap uh, fan open that's coming up like it's it's a 10 hour event um and some people have like complained like oh well you know if you make it to if you make it to the final round this is eight nine ten eleven eleven rounds 40 minutes yeah. a piece in one day yeah. of of gameplay if you make it to the finals so it, it's a it's a very certain mindset of person that wants to do that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying you're going to spend 10 hours doing this, but there will be some people that do. But I, I would agree yeah. with you. I mean, it's playing some battle mode. It is going to be a much bigger time investment than the I'm going to run on my, my smoke break or my water break or whatever at work to right. play a five-minute ladder match, right? So... Yeah, and that that I mean that was the evolution of Snap. It was the whole idea of sitting on the john and losing feeling in your ass because you were playing a game for a long ass time. <laughs> Literally, that's the whole yeah, the yeah. story. So if you throw that in, it's like okay, it's supposed to be fast, 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 fast. And I like the idea that they've had now, that they're building a game mode that gives you longer screen time and longer battles yeah. without the need to say, "Hey, uh, are you free? Can we play <laughs> battle mode?" Yeah. Like it, you don't have that part anymore, which is good. Yeah. Um, I, as pessimistic as I am on certain things today, I am excited for conquest because I do think, yep. like you said, it is going to present a different type of content for the game for you to choose mm -hmm. how you wish to play the game. And I mean, we said it the second they went live with battle mode. I opened up the game after the, the refresh. The first thing mm -hmm. it said was game modes in that bottom corner on the joystick. Yeah. And I was like, there's more things coming. It doesn't just yeah, say yeah. battle mode. And the fact that it said game modes was big. So I was like, okay, we finally got something else to come to. But is it a good thing to have announced it as far out as they did? Or do you think they should have waited until after the Shuri nerf? Let us be frustrated yeah. back in March. Wait till after the Shuri nerf is announced and announced simultaneously that, hey, we're going to fix this and we're going to give you this new game mode coming out in June because they announced this yeah. weeks ago the FAQ, and it's yeah, still the not coming out until hopefully, quote, end quote, June. Yeah, was I it think it too was too early. I, I think it was uh, the FAQ either today or yesterday when they gave that. We're hoping to launch it in June. Um, I, I hope yes. it's a, it's a yes, a yes and a no. One thing I love about the snap guys, the, the devs and all of that is they give us a roadmap. Yeah. It's something in many of our games we've asked for. And usually our roadmap is the next week. <laughs> That's about all we've ever really gotten in the past. Now we get 
the coming soon, the end development, the end concept. And, you know, yeah. this is one of those things where, yes, the coming soon, June doesn't feel soon. Um, it is two months, potentially three months away, depending on what part of June. Um, I don't know. I, I'm glad that they're letting us know they're working on something. And I also think they're doing that to make us not ask about the, the non-ladder mode, the, the non-ranked mode, whatever we want to call it. Like, I, I think this was kind of the thing of like, Hey, here's your next big thing. Um, and, and just wait for it. Just, just wait for it. You'll enjoy it. Um, I don't okay, know. So I, I, maybe a month, maybe a month too soon. Back to your question. Okay. I, I think maybe a month too soon. All right. So then I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, list these down here. Cause if you, if you're watching on YouTube or here on the live stream, you know, you, you can see that I've got the development roadmap up. I'm going to say mm -hmm. out loud the things on the roadmap. And I want you to tell me if they currently exist in the game or not. Okay. On the roadmap, new competitive mode for conquest. No. Okay. Remember that folks continue on ready card acquisition improvements. Technically. Yep. Technically. Cool. They did. Token shop. They did add a few. Yep. Yep. Token shop revamp. Yeah. Kind of same, yep. same within there, but yeah, yeah. Yep. Ranked mode improvements. Did they, did they do the ranked mode improvements or are these the ones that are coming? They did some so already. They, they did squish it a little bit. Okay. Yeah. And then more are, and even more are coming too. Okay. And then the infinite rank revamp. So that one is a no. That one's still coming. Okay. So, so in the coming that's soon, the whole, yeah, yeah. that's my point. In the coming soon from when they posted this back in mid-March, so almost a month ago now, yeah. four of them, four out of the six points showed up the following week. Yeah. The other two, one of them is going to be out next month. And then the other one will be out the month at the very end of it, maybe past it. Hopefully. Yeah. So my, my further question to all of that is if coming soon means in their three month roadmap, does that mean in development is six months out and the PC widescreen UI is six months out and global matchmaking is six months out? Probably. So the UI, the UI PC, I guarantee you that is not the highest priority for them. To me, that's one of those things where they know the numbers. How many people are, how many people are actually using Steam compared to their phone? And I, I'm sure it's a number, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's not a small number, but it's, but they're probably looking at that going, okay, what changes in the UI, right? Like, what do we add in the UI that matters enough to put our, put our development team there? So I, I think that, mm -hmm. that that'll stay on the end development uh, till later, later this year, September, October at, at earliest would be my guess. Okay. Uh, so six months, six months or, or more. Um, they did hint at like the smart decks and stuff a little bit. So, so some of your other stuff, your smart decks, your avatar titles with decks, um personalized shop I, they need they need to bump that up but yeah i the, the rest of those i think are just all like nice to have and that's why they're in development and they're not incoming soon 
okay. in my in my opinion. Global matchmaking, I could see. If we're getting rid of bots, we probably need to bump that up. Yeah. Um to, to help with the I, bot issue. I'm gonna throw out the idea that PC widescreen UI should be at the top of that list as it is in writing on this actual image as well. And the reason being is for referring back to the exact same commentary of the last point, which is the content creator community putting out free advertising yep. for the game. And you know, you look at some of the views, the view counts on videos. Did you know that Cozy has a video that's almost hit 300,000 views at this point mm -hmm. in three months' time? Yeah, I've, I've seen a few Imagine of Imagine what that would look like if he had the mega awesome widescreen UI master effects going on during gameplay moments. What would those numbers look like? And more importantly, what would those numbers look like for those who are putting out advertisements, who are putting out information to say, hey, you should come join my game. You should come play with me in my community. They put it out on TikTok. They put it out on Twitter. I'm playing this game. And there's this mega awesome animation that happens because of the widescreen UI, because we're playing it on a PC, because we're a content creator more often than not, using it on a PC platform. Why? Like, I look at that as marketing, first and foremost. Okay. I'm going to play devil's advocate though. I'll play devil's advocate here. in here is <laughs> if we, if we make the PC widescreen have things that are different. So again, I don't like the fact that if you pull up snap on steam, it's literally right in the middle of your screen. You have dead space on both sides, which mm -hmm. again, when we think about our layouts and Twitch and all of that, we have to fill all of that with our camera and our deck stuff and all of that. But if you now go into Steam and say, I'm going to make my animations better, different, I'm going to change to add like, I don't know, just different things to make it look that much different. It is going to be interesting to see now they're going to have to really support two games, depending on what you do there. And, and then does it actually take away from the fact of like, I don't want to play mobile now because it doesn't have the cool animations that the, the steam one does, but you're, you've built a mobile game for 70% of your audience. You don't do it for that reason. You do it to incentivize people to play on PC because of the store. You incentivize people to yes, it's a mobile game and you can connect your accounts and you can play on mobile, but you can also play at home. Because the more you play on home, the more you're going to purchase through the Steam store, through the PC client, and the less that they're going to take out from those purchases to go to Valve. Because the play, mm -hmm. for those who don't know, Play Store and iOS Store can range anywhere from 35 upwards of 40% taken out from any purchase you make. So we talk about the idea of like whenever you make a purchase, there are many mouths to feed, right? Yeah. You have the game, you know, you're paying for the service like iOS, the app store that's hosting the game. So you make a purchase through it and then maybe you use your PayPal account to pay for it and you're paying the percentage to PayPal and then you're paying a percentage to iOS. And then also some goes to this and to the government, to the tax. When you pay through Valve, it's a smaller percentage versus paying through mobile. That's why whenever you know Twitch streamers are yeah. talking about subs, the number two, one and two way that we get supported through subs is through Prime subs, number one, through Twitch Prime. And the second one is those who purchase subs on a computer. 
because it's less of a percentage that's taken out because you're not paying the mobile fees. So if you buy it on your phone for five bucks, we might make like two bucks out of it. But if you buy it on PC, we might make three bucks out, a little over three bucks out of it when all is said and done, depending on the type of uh, tier that you purchased. So put that all together. The same thing ends up being money for the game company the same way. They want yeah. to incentivize people to play on PC. Otherwise, if they wanted it to be exclusively mobile, they would have left it at mobile and they never would have even yeah. considered a PC widescreen UI. There's a reason the widescreen UI is even on their development track. And I think it has to do with money more so than it does pretty pictures. But we would use the pretty pictures to incentivize the game, bring yeah. more people to the community because it doesn't take long comparatively nowadays to say, hey, you're a new player. Let's get you pool three complete. That can be done with all of the things that we've now learned across the way because there's not that much of a difference between pool three complete and pool four complete. Minus like what? Yeah. A few cards along the way that you're going to get anywho. So yeah, I'm, it, I'm, I'm torn on it. I'm torn on it because... I also want to see what that UI looks like because coming from arena, when you build your UI on, on steam, on YouTube, on whatever, there's not a lot of room anymore. And so now when you try to put your camera, you try to put your deck tracker, whatever you may be using, you try to put your chat on the screen, you start to eat up space that you need for your game, or you start to shrink your game down, which defeats the purpose a little bit. So. I, I agree with you though. Like it would be nice to see what does that widescreen look like because of so much dead space today. But I'm also really curious of what is that, what is that layout going to look like? And is it going to be too busy? Um, you know, when, when you get down to the end of it. So I, I am surprised it's continually stayed in development. We haven't seen any updates, which again goes back to this six months from now. I, I see it being six months from now. Um, I honestly, the one thing Sad. that surprises me is the personalized shop. That if they're really looking for money, that personalized shop needs to be incoming soon. Because I say this constantly on stream. I love the Dan Hip uh, uh, yep. variants. I mean, I've got literally right behind me. It's um, a Dan thing. And I've, yeah, I've got, I've got 30 of 60. And I, literally, I haven't seen one in, probably two weeks, three weeks, something like that. And the last one I got was Nimrod, which is from, from the Oof. season pass. So like, it's one of those things where like, if I, if it was personalized and I had one every single day, I would use my gold on those. And that would, I would, every single day I would, I would get one until I was, you know, complete with the variant. So I'm surprised that that isn't further up uh, because even though it's tiny, there's so many people out there saying, I want to see better variants. I hate seeing pixels. I see people post on Facebook constantly where they have five or six pixels in their store. And they're like, I don't like yeah. pixels. And I'm like, and if they would just understand that, <laughs> they would get people's gold. I mean, they do. It's just, like so. I said, it's not as high of a priority <laughs> for them to push that out faster. I think that, you know, the the notion that coming soon has brought us four of the six points so far. Yeah. And we'll say three and a half, if you will. And then the rest yeah, of yeah. it is literally going to be sprinkled to us over the next 10 weeks, if not longer. And yeah. then there's the things in development. I would love to see the devs come out with an update to the development roadmap. I'd like to see in mm -hmm. May 
them come through and say, okay, these have been done. This is what's moved yeah. up from in development, or these are the ones still in development. You know, this is what's actually coming soon. Here's new things that we're thinking about, you know? Yeah. I I'd like to get, get an these, update. Do we typically get these every like two months? Roadmaps? Uh, I think it's yeah. every three. Correct me if I'm wrong, chat. It might be every three, but I think we need to get it every, at least every two then, if that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I would agree. I think there's, I, somebody mentioned Kitty in the chat. Uh, that's another source of oh, that. That's a topic a, for a rushed, another cocktail. A rush card. <laughs> and then again, no, no word uh, on that. But I think communication's key. I think what you're getting at is communication's key. We would love to see this every month, every season. Yeah. Give us a new roadmap at the beginning of the season to let us know what's kind of coming. Uh, going back to the original question, was Conquest a little early? I think it was a little early, but I think they did that because we were seeing so many people fatigued over ladder. And I think that yeah. over the last season, the complaints about the grind being easy or the you know game mode being boring or whatever it is, I think it was their response to say, but we've got this other mode where you're going to be able to compete and it goes along with the infinite rank revamp and, and all of that. So I, I think that they did it as a, let's get this out again. I hope next season, the infinite mm -hmm. rank I hope is there. And then the following season's conquest, I'm hoping that's what they're kind of lining up with the roadmap. But I, I also so agree. Happy. It's very confusing that it's the number one thing on the list put them in order of what you think is coming out soon. Maybe that would also help knowing yeah. that it's like at the bottom of the list. Cause it just came out of in development or something, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about it overall. Mm. I, but I could yeah. agree with you of just transparency and uh, getting, getting updated lists, you know, updated roadmaps, maybe every season. Fingers crossed. We can get it every season, but I think that either way, yeah, yeah. you know, with the good, the bad and the ugly, there's a lot of really fun, exciting things coming to the game mm -hmm. soon-ish, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be the theme of the next month and a half. Hopefully, yeah. we get that. Hopefully, you know, sure, he comes next week. Yeah. Hopefully, we get that. But we do know that Snowguard comes next week. We do know that yep. Jeff the Baby Landshark is going to absolutely break the game in cuteness. And we do know that default Dan... I've had an absolutely fantastic time having you here on the Snapback podcast. I'm so glad you've gotten to join me here on this. I appreciate you. For those who are listening, Default Dan, go ahead and let them know where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, if you want to hang out with me over on Twitch and experience these podcasts live, come check me out over on twitch.tv slash Default Dan. We'll be doing them every Monday uh, starting around 8. 30 p.m. Eastern, something like that each Monday uh, is what we're shooting for. And then uh, if you want to check out some of the YouTube content, youtube.com slash default Dan, you can find me over there. And then I'm over on Twitter and, and some stuff like that, just kind of hanging out. But uh, definitely uh, come check us out, hang out with us. Appreciate you guys listening or watching, whether it's live now, live or uh, recorded over on YouTube or on any of the other places you can find the podcast. Again, just appreciate you guest bring me into this because I love chatting with you, man. It's a ton of fun. Yeah. Just love, you know, talking and, and you know, analyzing yeah. all this stuff with you. 
it's nice to talk publicly about some of this with you too. Cause I mean, we talk all the time, but it's another thing like to talk with you with the idea of making content and mm-hmm. just cause we'll talk about some of this already off stream, but every single time we could talk about this, all of these topics again next week <laughs> and have completely new points to add on to it. And that's why yeah. I love chatting with you. And I'm so glad that you're here with us. Uh, for those who are finding this podcast for the first time, my name is Guest, also known as It's Guest Gaming. You can catch me streaming four to five times a week over on twitch.tv backslash uh, or slash, whatever it is, a slash or slash, either or. It's <laughs> Guest Gaming. Find me at the same name on all of the socials, YouTube, Discord, Twitter, Reddit, you name it, you can find it. So I appreciate you so much hanging out with me today, good sir, because this was a lot of fun. And this is the Snapback Podcast, where you snap... And we snap back. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. Say bye, dude. See ya. We got to figure out a better long-term outro for you, though. Like, yeah. you can't just, like, um, say, see ya. And then that's it. Like, Take it easy. Why did you develop overalls as you needed to say it's, your outro? Because this is this is me. I'm from the country. See you over yonder. You're from Florida. <laughs> <laughs>